from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, This has been so fun. I'm loving all your feedback. Do I have an episode today for you? So exciting to have on one of my dearest friends. He's so, so funny. You might know him as Bo Thompson from Superstore and many other things. He has a very funny podcast, Live to Tape. So check out that. It's my dear friend, Johnny Pemberton, and I love him so much. And he has some upcoming live shows that you should definitely check out. Tickets are available on johnnypemberton.dog is his web his website. <laughs> yeah, he has shows in Houston, Philly, and Nashville coming up. So check out that as well as his podcast. And uh, this is just such a fun episode. I can't wait for you guys to hear. And as for me... I want to let you guys know again about my big show in L.A. on Monday, June 6th. So coming right up at the Elysian Theater in L.A. at 7.30 p.m. Ticket links will be in show notes. And yeah, follow me at Blair Saki on Twitter and Instagram. And guys, do me a favor. If you really want to support me and you want to keep this podcast going, please rate this podcast. Subscribe. Give a review. The review takes 30 seconds, maybe even five seconds. 30 was like a reach. Anyways, give me a review, babes. Please, please. I'm working so hard over here for you. Give little baby a review. Okay, thanks, guys. Have fun. Enjoy this episode. Hello, 
everyone, and welcome to Dear Owen Wilson with your host, Blair Saki. Wow, we're just getting started with this podcast, rocking and rolling after having a live show for five years. Uh, again, based on a letter that I wrote to Owen Wilson, if you could gather that from the title. This show allows your favorite comedians, actors, personalities to have a safe space, a place to show their fandom of people they're fans of. It's a lot of fun. Let's get started. Today on the show, I have one of my dearest friends, one of my favorite people, whom I actually sort of became friends with because I originally had him on this show. He's been on the show multiple times, a fan favorite. So excited to have him. One of the funniest people on the earth. Please welcome Johnny Pemberton, everybody. Hi. How you doing, Johnny? Hi. I'm great, Blair. Thank you for that great introduction. That was just such a great introduction. It's the truth. I do. You are one of my dearest friends, but I uh, feel that you are a very unique, funny, and talented man. <laughs> okay. Also, you have many varied interests. One of the most uh, really learned people I've ever met, especially about plants. You know uh, so much about plants. I know plants. a little bit. I know a little bit. To to people who actually know about plants, I don't know shit. But the people who uh, people who don't know about plants, I know a lot. To the layman like yeah. myself, I yeah. mean, we'll go for a hike and you'll be like, that's uh, da-da-da-da, and this is da-da-da. And I'm like, what? How do you know that? Why do you know that? Well, you know it now too, I guess. If you no, no, I forgot. I couldn't even think forgot. of one plant to use as an example. Uh, tomato. Oh Banana. yeah, but that's not in Griffith Park. Yeah, I mean it could be. Someone could um, drop a sandwich or something. Well, I'm so excited to hear who you read your letter to. So now, if you want to get started, maybe pop off with that letter, John. Just start off like start. Just cold say, with dear. The letter? Yeah, just read it. Are you sure? I'm sure. No, no, no preamble or anything. I no, like no, we a, like to do the big reveal or something. Big reveal. No caveat. Well, I guess you know it's two people. I kind of wrote it to. The, there's a character and there's a guy. This character. There's a. There's. Don't an actor. tell us yet. Okay. Well, what do you mean? Don't tell us anything. All I'm saying is it's an actor and. <laughs> okay. It's a character, but I think. I think it's more, it's kind of to both people. That's fine. So I'll just we can't wait. Can we just to start reading it? Yeah, read it, pal. Here we go. Some of this is some of this is actually untrue. I did some fact checking after I wrote it from the heart and realized it's not actually true what I wrote. But that's okay. a lot of the things I say on this show aren't true. So you're in welcome company. Okay. Dear MacGyver. A.K.A. Richard Dean Anderson, the original MacGyver, not the new MacGyvers and not the uh, other spinoffs. How is Canada? That's where you live. I really like your hair. Later on, people would call it a mullet. But don't listen to them. It's something different and it's better. I think you're a cool, friendly guy who is super smart but also doesn't mind getting his hands dirty. I love that. It's so cool when you are playing hockey without a helmet and you skate up to the camera and smile. <laughs> it's a hot look. 
The only thing hotter is when a guy has on shoes, pants, and no shirt and any kind of hat. I'm not sure why that looks so cool. It's like a soldier in the military in Vietnam, like Robert Duvall in Apocalypse Now. Please. Says Charlie, don't surf. I think uh, you maybe did this look on your show at some point, but I don't really remember. My favorite thing about you, about your life, is all your friends. This is MacGyver. You have such an interesting variety of friends. Pete Thornton, who works at the Phoenix Foundation, is the best. You get the benefits of a dude who has corporate connections without having to work there yourself. I'm sure he feels the same way about you, (laughs) but the other way around. And there's your buddy Jack Dalton who's a pilot, and he has a mustache. He flies planes, and he has a mustache, so you don't have to do either of those. Also, he is okay with shooting guns, so you can stay a pacifist. I want to thank you, MacGyver. Thank you for being there for me as a child, teaching me about the existing, the exciting ways of the pacifist, even though I would eventually go on to shoot guns at an outdoor range with a friend in Texas a few times and really like it. But I still feel like we should avoid violence at all costs. How come you never had a girlfriend in the show? Or maybe I just don't remember. Your insistence on using a Swiss Army knife instead of a gun was super cool. I uh, eventually got a Swiss Army knife and cut my hand open using it wrong. And I would eventually learn that Swiss Army knife is actually a kind of a sucks as a knife. And then as a uh, fully independent adult man, I would go on to collect way too many knives I think this is probably some sort of a masculine <laughs> replacement for my narrow shoulders and voice that gets mistaken for a woman on literally every single phone call with a stranger I've ever had. <laughs> I'm sorry I stopped watching your show once I became a teen, and sorry I didn't seek it out when I was older when the internet made pretty much any form of nostalgia immediately available. I did, however, tell my friend in college, who introduced me to David Lynch, my friend Garrison, that I loved your show, and he said that he hated that show, and it sucked, and that whenever that theme song came on, it would piss him off. And I think maybe this made me cry later on uh, when I was by myself, (laughs) because I was so offended. Uh, If he were here to say this to me today, I definitely would not cry, and that's probably because I've learned to accept others' opinions, and that when someone shits on something you love, it's just because they hate themselves. Thank you, MacGyver, and I'm sorry you've gained so much weight, but you still look the same as you did 20 years ago, just, you know, puffier. And maybe you've since lost weight, but I refuse to check up on you as I'm scared you may have become uh, under the influence of the former president or some other folks on that area of the right. And even if you are, I mean, you probably aren't, but even if you are, I understand it because you taught acceptance and not condemnation of others. But who knows? Shit gets murky and people get old. Love you, MacGyver. Love Johnny Pemberton. Oh my God, Johnny! Wow! Wow, there was so much in that letter. Wow, it was really heartfelt. You really put a lot into it. Um, I had to. It's a important character in my wow, life. Wow, fuck Garrison, huh? Shitting no, on your guy? He's good. This was a long time ago. You know, we're right. still friends. He also introduced me to so much good stuff. I owe him a de- huge debt for my right, entire life. Right, but yeah. people change. People evolve. Yeah. yeah. He probably wouldn't say that now, but it's he so funny. He probably would not. Yeah. Um, God, and I do like that you're like afraid maybe that he might have gone potentially right wing, even though he was like the face of the anti-gun movement. Yeah, I think there's a lot of guys like that now who you just... Uh, it's tough because 
a lot of the stuff that he, they believed in is similar to the stuff that some of those some of those guys believe in now. It's like that weird thing where there's like, I w- someone needs to make like a big Venn diagram of this intersections and how. Maybe you, maybe you will be the guy to make the big Venn diagram. That's definitely what I should do with my time. Make a big <laughs> Venn yeah. diagram of aging political interests. <laughs> when you're not um, working extensively in your impressive garden, one of the most impressive gardens I've ever seen. Thank you, Blair. Yeah. Um, okay, Johnny. Let's get into this hard-hitting interview. Is that okay. like a bell or something? Like a ding, 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 ding. Okay. Okay. Johnny, if you love MacGyver so much, uh-huh. why don't you have a mullet? Um, I kind of had a little bit of a mullet at one point. It didn't really? last that long. Yeah. Was it MacGyver influence, would you say? Oh, yeah. I mean, all mullet influence is directly from MacGyver for me. Right, for you, yeah. for you. And not hockey players, just MacGyver. Well, I think that actually MacGyver was a hockey player. I don't think, I know he was. They show him in the pilot, and not in the pilot, but in the uh, intro of the show, he's on skates. As I mentioned in my letter, no he skates he- up no the helmet. camera. No helmet. And he has on, he's got hockey hair. And so I think the mullet, he's Canadian, right? So Canadians are all hockey players, essentially, by birth. Right. So I think by maybe birth. the mullet is kind of like, which came first, the mullet or hockey hair? I don't know. Maybe it's the same thing. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, you said um, no helmet and uh, remarkable. It made me think uh, one of my childhood friends I played volleyball with, ding, ding. Um, her father was Ron Duguay, is Ron Duguay, and he was the famous for not wearing a helmet in the, the NHL, that guy. He didn't wear a he, helmet at all. Yeah, he had a wow. sick mullet too. I think he still probably has it. But um, yeah. Okay, so Canadian <laughs> uh, hockey player MacGyver. Yeah. So MacGyver just went by MacGyver, which is like a pretty hardcore move. Have you ever thought about just uh, shortening your name to Johnny? Um, no, but I thought about maybe going like totally different. It seems to work for some people having the one name. Yeah. I think if I was just Johnny, that would be too. There's too many other Johnnies out there. So you have a pretty cool last name too. Yeah, it's a. Pr- I forget that it's like not a normal last name, but in my mind, it sounds like anything else. So it's distinct as hell. What do you have to do? Do you think to have a mononymous name? Mononymous. Besides, you be have, the rock star prince. I and think MacGyver. you have to have a uh, what's it called? A stage mom or a stage dad? Stage parent? Who? Uh, and you never had one of those. No, I think you have to be like. Like Zendaya probably has a mom or dad who <laughs> at age six was like, we're going with Zendaya. Or we're right. going hard. They just made a choice like that yeah. when they were young. I saw her headshot in a Jamaican restaurant I go to, and it must be like a 20-year-old headshot. Like it's Really? So, it's, she's, a, she's a child, like a little baby, and it says wow. Zendaya on it. So Her parents what, threw it up. That's what made you think of it. Yeah, they, well, they definitely did because she, was, she wasn't doing that by herself. It's so funny to think about how head shops get up in restaurants because uh, one time in New York when I used to live there, uh, we always used to go to this place in Chinatown who that uh, called Wohop that stayed open super late. Mm-hmm. And one time we went and Greta brought her own headshot and put it up <laughs> on the wall. And that was before she was even on TV. Did she sign it? Yeah, she did. It, and she had it framed and she put it on the wall there. That's nice. That's yeah, a it was a really move. cool move. Um, all right. Well, so in the last season of MacGyver, mm-hmm. uh, it's revealed that MacGyver's real name is Angus. Uh, do you, Johnny, also have a secret name? 
I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Angus, just Angus? Does he have a last name? Look, that's all that Lucian Wickles, my okay. private detective, told me. He just said Got Angus. It. Angus, I don't have a secret name. I mean, sometimes I go by Kevin or I'll go by uh, Jason just for fun. Oh, yeah. I do yeah. know of your alias, Jason. T uh, no, not Jason. Uh, Kevin Tipcorn. Kevin Tipcorn. I'll say I'm Kevin Tipcorn a lot. And Dick or Troy. Dick or Troy, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Right. I can't I be love Dick or Troy. Troy. Well, I love Dick or Troy too. Dick or Troy is one of the first um, characters I ever saw of yours. Yeah, it was the, a good, it's a good character. The truck driver. Cla he's not a truck driver. He's a transpo captain. It's a little oh different. Oh, my God. I always get that wrong. Yeah. It's okay. Everybody does. <laughs> but Dicker loves to correct people, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it that's works true. Out. I have to win-win. Okay. Johnny, would you say that you are the MacGyver of Burbank? Ooh, you just dox me. Um, yeah, that's one thing I love to do on this show is dox my guests. Great. I don't think I am. No, there's got to be so many people here who are way more MacGyverish than me. I really? Know yeah, there's so many people who are like used to work in uh, secret airplane projects in, in Burbank. Like it's skunk works, like this top secret, what? Uh, top secret uh, Air Force project. Oh my God. I love top secret shit. Yeah. There's a in thing. In Burbank, California, huh? At the Burbank airport, there used to be this thing called skunk works that was, I think it was during World War II or something. It was like this top secret lab that developed all kinds of, uh, all kinds of like, I don't know if it was weaponry. I think it was a lot of airplane stuff. But it was what all, in tarnation? Yeah. Just sitting oh there in Burbank. God. So I think a lot of people who live in Burbank are either descendant from or are old, like, uh, you know, rocket scientists, literally rocket scientists. Wow. That are up to clandestine shit just over there in Burbank. Yep. Wow. Um, At some point. I'm not sure anymore if they're doing that, but you it know what's happened. funny? Is that knowing you a little bit now, I can see a MacGyver influence, though, for real. Like, you do like doing shit with your hands. You like yeah. to be out in the nature. You like a truck. You like, a, yeah, your backyard, that type of thing. MacGyver's whole thing was was taking something and making something different out of it. Like, if he has, like, a, a paper clip and a bottle of uh, Tylenol and, like, a rock, he would make, like, a some sort of a tripwire explosion thing out of it. He like, that was his whole thing. It's like taking stuff and making it useful. So I think that to me is always interesting. It's like the idea of you can, you don't need anything. You just need what you have. Wow. That yeah. is a soul lesson right there. It's all within us. Yeah. We have everything we need. Lucian Wickles told me that MacGyver always had a roll of duct tape in his pocket. And I said, Lucian, how did he have a roll of duct tape in his pocket and he said blair it was a flattened roll of duct tape i said how do you have a flattened roll of duct tape lucian you have the core is cardboard and you can squish it when it's thin enough wow yeah you know a full-size roll of duct tape <laughs> is so heavy that it's it huge it's a it weapon it's it has a really heavy weight to it like i think that you could cause a head trauma with a full tape of duct tape yeah, or at least you would get taken away before you get on an airplane. Right, yeah. yes. Okay, I'm moving on. Uh, Lucian told me that in 1992, after watching MacGyver, you got so jacked up that you punched your middle school teacher in the face in Minnesota. Is that true? I mean, I don't know if... What's the statute of limitations on this? Uh, I don't quite know. I could ask uh, Lucian, but... Yeah. 
if it's not up, we shouldn't talk about it. You know, oh, it's like, okay. It's sure. still a pending case because now it's gone to civil. They oh, it's, the, they right, it's the, a civil uh, case. Yeah, so I don't know how that works exactly. I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a man of many talents, but a not a man of the law, they say. Okay. Well, you know what? We don't need to answer that one because I'm not trying to get any of my dear friends and guests of the Duran Wilson podcast in any legal trouble. Thank you. For, I appreciate it very much. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Lucian can sometimes be a little thorough and uh, sometimes my guests are like, oh, quit it, Lucian, you know? But anyways, yeah, I guess Lu- I don't know if Lucian fucking lied. Um, He's just because- digging away. You shouldn't be digging. Yeah, but Lucian loves Digging to dig. too deep. But I was like, Lucian, did you fucking lie? Because, you know, uh, it would be weird if Johnny was influenced by MacGyver, a MacGyver, a man who eschews guns and violence, and then punched, punched his uh, middle school teacher in the face. It didn't quite add up, so. Yeah, it doesn't jibe. It's not, it's not true, so. Oh, okay. Well, that's a Dear Owen Wilson exclusive, everybody. It's not true. Dear Owen Wilson exclusive. Okay, MacGyver is considered an anti-hero. Uh, God knows why. I don't I know why. So. I don't know. And he's also has a genius level IQ. And you know, you I you do like to talk about uh, IQ sometimes. Yeah, so. I do. <laughs> I mean, you, co- <laughs> yeah. Would you consider yourself the anti-hero of your family? And do you also have a genius level IQ? I don't know what my IQ is. I know that um, my sister is in Mensa, so I'm not as smart as her. Oh, really? Your sister's in Mensa? Yeah. What's her name? Uh, Her name's uh, Lauren. (gasps) Shout out to Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Wilson, Mensa member. So I'm I'm probably not as smart as her, but also I've never taken the Mensa test, but also I don't want to because if I don't get in, then I'll know. (laughs) Oh, sure, sure. Uh, I I don't know. What was the question about? But I are you the anti-hero of your family? I guess so. I don't know. I a think, lot of comedians are the anti-heroes of their family. I think I guess I am, but it's not like a thing where, you know, I don't have one of those families that can't that can't believe I'm doing comedy or hates it. You know, those oh, like my family. I, yeah, well, they, well, they I have this one friend of mine. He told me something about what his mom, he's a very successful comedian, writer and stuff. His mom was like, oh, how come you did this thing? It's so, it's so stupid. And it's, she's, she was talking about something that was, like a successful network product. Thing. Sure. It's like, that shit's crazy. I don't have that going on. So Right, right. Yeah. But they're all like, oh, that Wiley Johnny. That's like, but what? I guess so. I'm not even sure. I don't think that I- That Wiley uh, Coyote. I don't think about it too much. I try not sure. to. That's very healthy. I suppose. Maybe it's maybe it's not. I don't know. Could be. Um, it, it depends on how you look at it, right? Everything in life is yeah, depends on how you look at it. It's all about perspective. That's true. Uh, okay, so Johnny MacGyver is known for his preference for non-lethal solutions to conflicts. Uh, you can tell this is in the past, huh, folks? You don't see much of that in culture today. If you were in a situation that required a non-lethal solution, such as being a bystander during a hardcore robbery, what would you do? Please describe in detail, and uh, I don't have any more context for this situation. See, I was just about to ask for some context, because that's Oh, I know you. Okay, a hardcore robbery, let's just say it's a bank, right? It's a bank robbery. 
Well, I'm not going to care about that because they're insured. So the bank robbers, there's no reason for anyone to get hurt. Just let them stay, steal the money. If it was like a mom and pop shop, let's just say it's a mom and pop, right? A mom uh, and pop, yeah. It's a mom and pop. The last mom and pop. I'm in there sure. buying a sixer of something Canadian and cold. <laughs> and it's getting robbed at gunpoint by somebody. I think what I would do is probably find a way to chew all the bubble gum that's yeah. available to me quietly and make a massive ball of bubble gum and hurl it at the 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 robber and get them all gummed up. Oh my god, you're gonna gum their yeah. asses. Gonna they, gum you're up. gonna gum their asses and save the mom and pop shop. Gotta save the mom and pop. Yeah, and you know, uh well that's a genius answer if I ever heard one. Thank you. So <laughs> Mensa should be calling soon, folks. But I would say, yeah, you know, we could also have considered throwing the roll of duct tape, but if it's flat, I don't think it has the same uh Yeah. Same heft density, yeah. Heft, heft, heft. Um, all right, wow. Okay, you'd gum the robbers. That was pretty good. I wouldn't have thought of that. I also think that gumming is like using gum is the the cheapest and oldest trick in terms of like, ooh, uh, let's use this or that or the gum wrapper using a, the foil of a gum wrapper to to make a circuit connect. That's the old classic one that everyone does. Whoa, that's really good. Yeah. That one's that one's obvious though. Yeah, I I like that one. You know, I like some classics though. I think the old banana peel. Yeah. Slip on the banana peel. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna light up a few a robber or two. That's a classic eighties nineties trick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you do you want to tell the listeners what eighties nineties means to you, or do you want to keep that secret? I think it should keep it as a double nice double entendre. There. Okay, a nice yeah. double entendre. All right, sure. You know, sorry, audience, you are my family, but you don't get to know everything. That's they'll, that's they'll just the rules. They'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Maybe you'll be able to use context clues to know what uh, Johnny means by 80s, 90s. Um, okay, so MacGyver's first name actually was originally intended to be Stacy, according to Paramount. What? Yes. What? Yes, I know. Stacy? It was supposed to be Stacy. I just want to know, would you name your firstborn Stacy in tribute to MacGyver, or are you not a real fan? Oh wow! I love that. I love I have to choose. There's two options. This is like what's it called? Witness coercion or something like that? When you only have one answer, like did you uh, did you did, did you love your son or did you uh, feel the need to murder him? Like, well, uh, is there? What do you mean? Can I? No, you have to be either. Were you the perfect father or did you seek to murder? Yeah, I actually hate those would you rather's. They're real mm -hmm. that people ask. They're like uh, asking ways to die and they're all wretched. But I am an extremely shrewd interviewer, as everybody knows. So I do have to ask the hard hitting questions because I have a responsibility to my listeners worldwide. I would name Stacy. I think any kind of a, uh, one of those names like Joe or Kelly that goes both ways. It's like a gender bender name. I like those names. Gender bender, like Blair. Yeah. Blair's a gender bender. Stacy, what else is gender bender? I mean, Joe is the fun one. Because that's like oh, kind of yeah. like, yeah. Oh, there's so Joe many from Little Women. Because I was yeah. like, who's named Joe? Uh, Joey Potter from Dawson's Creek. There you go. Yeah, I Joey. I always thought that was the coolest name, Joey Potter. It is a cool name. But she was so guy, cute. Her name's Kelly. Like, I'm Kelly Slater. Oh, like, yeah. Kelly Slater broke open the name Kelly for men everywhere. 
Yeah, I don't look. I don't know that Kelly can really work for everyone. Of course, it works for him because he's the man. I met him once, and I, I was like, the star wattage I was. I did. Yeah, of course I did. It's like he you met every pro surfer. <laughs> like, yeah, he was at my 12th birthday party, just randomly. I wish he was at my 12th birthday party. That was when I still surfed. But no, he was like dear friends with a, a, a friend of mine. So I did get to meet him. It was thrilling. Thrilling. Oh, see, baby. <laughs> Very tan, Kelly Slater. Oh, yeah. He's like a butterball turkey. Yeah, he just spends a lot of time out there in the waves. Have you heard the term sun fucked? <laughs> No, but it, I I can use context clues. I think that's a surfer term. They say people, you know, who are just like blasted. Right. You see like those old dudes in like their 50s or 60s who are shirtless wearing like the oldest pair of cargo pants ever sitting in a lawn chair. Just yeah. sun fucked to all hell. Right. Like, like red and brown. <laughs> that's totally actually... Blasted. I'm comfortable saying this because I know he's not listening, but that is actually how Lucian looks. Lucian... Okay. Because, well, you know the story about how I met him in the Kern River, but he loves to sit out there on his chair just Kern fishing. Kern River, my and, God. And um, he exclusively wears cargo shorts, but he does get sunblasted, really. He looks like he spends a lot of time out there. And I sometimes say, Lucian, Lucian Wickles, like, how about you try on some sunscreen? It'd be good for you. But he says, nah, that's for knuckleheads. That's what he always says. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., that's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. 
I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Did this pod, did I just make this podcast explicit by saying all these F-bombs? Oh, no, I love F-bombs. I okay, love them. Okay, I'm just them. making sure. I've had yeah, people, feel free. Sometimes people be like, oh, can you swear on the podcast? Yeah, I never ask that, ask and that. I should, but I love to swear. It's one of life's greatest pleasures. I hate when people try to make it a moral issue. I feel like they're not fun. I want to start a podcast called No Swearing. <laughs> You're a little contrarian, Johnny Pember. Johnny Stacy Pemberton is a little contrarian. No swearing. Just as a fun challenge. Right. All right, life is challenging enough. Okay, MacGyver is apparently an ally for social and environmental causes. During some vineyard worker strikes, he assisted the Latino protesters against the evil vineyard owners. He also filled in as a big brother for a program that helped with delinquent youths. Mm -hmm. MacGyver also conducted hearing research at a school for deaf children. On top of that, MacGyver tries to protect endangered species like eagles, the black rhino, and also wolves. Plus, he's a vegetarian. Would you consider MacGyver a fucking snowflake? Oh, the opposite. Uh, MacGyver is the original. He's the proto, the progenitor of all, I hate to say it, I don't want to say it, but social... Finding justice in social causes. Right, wow. He's the real deal. Because he's a badass. He used to do all kinds of shit. He would he would put himself in so much danger all the time to stand up for the people who are being exploited or uh, taken advantage of. And pretty much every episode was about some, some type of uh, exploitation, either by the government or the man or yeah, private sure. enterprise. And uh, yeah, he was, I mean, I, 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 that's probably... What got me into that stuff way back when was just being like, man, this is, so these people are all crooks. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. He was, uh, what was, what was the question? Oh, was is the question? he a fucking snowflake? Oh, but yeah, it is not. an impressive, very impressive resume. Wow. He he's no a do-gooder if I've ever seen one. Hardcore do-gooder. I think he probably had something bad happen to him in his past. You know how a lot of people like that, they had something crazy fucked up happen to them. And so it's kind of. It realigned their moral compass in a way where they felt like they had to be self-effacing and do stuff for others because of something like something happened. Sure. I what it was. Something that crazy That sounds happened. just like comedians, except for they never get to the part of doing stuff for others. <laughs> yeah, just the opposite. It just further distills their <laughs> ego into this, this brilliant, breakable crystal. <laughs> Something terrible happened to them in their past, and then they went on to do this, <laughs> do <laughs> to I, get into this nightmare business. The thing that makes the least sense of any job to ever exist. <laughs> do you like being a comedian, Johnny? I do when I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's I like it when I like it. Yeah, because well, you're a really like unique it. comedian. Uh, I've never seen a comedian like you on stage. 
I always see pictures like stills because you know how every comedy show now is photographed. It's like it's my living nightmare. If you're yeah. listening to this, no offense, photographers, but it is my right. I reserve the right to look like shit. Yeah, and it's not be photographed. How, it's just I started comedy before that was a thing. Before that was everyone and their mother had a DSLR and showed up with the telephoto lens to take pictures of something that was basically not even an event. There's like 20 people there and there's 200 photos of what happened. <laughs> But some of these pictures I see of myself, I think I don't remember doing that. I don't remember my. F- I look like I'm. I look like I'm exhausted. Right. <laughs> like, like I would be exhausted after what I did. I'm making too many facial expressions. Uh, no, it. you can never make. But you know, we all are are so hard on ourselves, and it is because um, we have been socialized to think that some sort of hotness is the only currency in this world. When in reality, we are all you know worthy and enough, just as we are. Uh, That's but true. Now, yeah, but now we have built this. We've been deeply poisoned to think that our worth comes from being hot, which is wildly uninteresting, you know? I wonder who did that, too. Hmm. I wonder who's done that. Who's responsible for that? I don't know, but they've ruined society. I think it's some of the people who MacGyver has rallied against. (laughs) I bet MacGyver would have a campaign against, you know, social media for children. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hardcore. I hope that so. That and uh, all those like filters, all the, the beauty filters and stuff. Those are right. Bad. Those are bad. bad. Do you ever use a filter, Johnny? Johnny Stacy? No. I mean, oh, okay. I guess I have used Instagram filters, but I never used any of the ones that are. Um, I guess I just don't. I'm just don't care that much, and I think I'm just old enough to where it's not interesting. I love a filter. I'll throw one on, no problem. Um, what kind of filter are you talking about? You're talking about like a just a filter, like. Like a camera filter or like a thing that changes your appearance? Instagram filters. Some of them. They're fun. They like make you look extremely hot, you know? Okay. I'm talking more like the ones that give you like uh, the change, you know, the ones that do stuff that's kind of unnatural. Oh, yeah. Stuff that adds stuff, not just like a filter. Right. What what do they call that? The one that like makes your face look... um, Facetune? Yes, something like any of that stuff where it makes yeah. you look more like a Kardashian. Sure. I don't even know how to take, like, a lot of my friends know all these tricks for oh, yeah. how to take hot pics, like angles and light and it's all like that stuff. Chin stuff. I have no it's- idea any of it. And it would be helpful for me to learn, but I'm brain dead. Anyways, okay. MacGyver seems to drive a lot of Jeeps, pal. How do you, Johnny, feel about Jeeps? Uh, uh, if you were MacGyver, what would you be your preferred vehicle, or would it be the uh, Creed truck you have now? Well, um, I think I like the Jeep because the Jeep. I think if MacGyver does that because it's easy to fix a Jeep. It's easy to repair. So, really? Yeah, they're super. Is easy that to common fix. knowledge? Uh, yeah, because they're like designed. At least those old Jeeps are designed to be able to be fixed by uh, like a mechanic who just. Is in the army, you know, like someone who's not the oh, smartest sure. person, but someone who knows basic mechanical stuff, so they can they can not fix 80s, them in the 90s. field. Yeah, or maybe eighties, nineties, maybe like a eighties, nineties. <laughs> no, exactly. I think they're designed to be. You can get at the engine easy. You can fix stuff with uh, the parts are. Um, they're just they're supposed to be easy to fix. I think so. You can oh. repair them in the field. 
Whereas wow. like if you drive like a Lexus or a, a Maserati, you can't fix it at all. Would you ever drive a Maserati, Johnny? I would drive it into a pole. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They're you like feel the, that much of a passion towards- I think they're maybe the worst cars ever made. They, Why? They, they lose value faster than any car that's ever been made. All as cars far, lose value when you drive them off the lot. But uh, Maserati loses it fastest and the most. Why? The because they're pieces of trash designed by idiots. <laughs> oh my they're, God. They're pieces I love of, how hard you go on these arbitrary things. Well, I just, I like cars a lot. I've always loved cars. Ever since I was a little kid. So my dad was a big car guy. Really? And so was my mom's dad, my grandpa. So I My grandpa I, was too. Yeah. So I just grew up around car stuff and... Uh, that's just something where people always talk shit about. If you see someone driving a Maserati, there it's just like a new money status thing. It's not like an actual decent car at all. It's a piece of trash. New money status thing. My grandpa also he used to restore old cars, and he restored this vintage mint green Porsche. It was oh, really cool. Old, those old, are, old. Those are the best. The Porsches are the ultimate. I mean, it really is the ultimate uh, car. Yeah, I think if I get rich, uh, which I plan to, God willing, yeah. um, if I was, I'm not a car guy at all in any way, shape, or form. I do not care <laughs> in any way. But if I did, I would get a motherfucking Porsche an for old sure. One? A vintage one? I would love to get an old one or one of those, like, I also love those convertibles, like 80s, 90s Mercedes. Oh, yeah. Those are great. The the 124 body style before they became, back when they were still a true Mercedes. <laughs> I guess. Back, you could drive them through a fucking, you could drive them through like a, a, a furniture warehouse and they had no dents. Really? Because they look like little tin cans that would scrunch up, get pulverized. You're talking about like an SL? Those uh, tiny little convertible yeah. ones that are so cute. I mean, it depends what era, I suppose. If the, I mean, a small car is a small car. Yeah. But if it's the older the Mercedes, the the heavier they're built. I think there's a lot more steel in the car. There's a lot of stuff that they don't have now. Right. All cars, have, all cars are just, I don't know. It depends who you I, ask. Well, one thing I never knew about you is your deep disdain for Maseratis. So <laughs> you do have a truck that is yeah. very important to you. And is I want to know... Well, it's a, it brings you joy in your life. I, I like think it, that yeah. anyone who knows you would say that it does bring you joy. It's true. And it is also, um, there is something you, you like the band Creed? I, I have a relationship with the band Creed. I wouldn't say I like them. I feel like oh. there's like a, a sort of part of my life in terms of a, a, a long running, like 20 year old joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. So do you think that MacGyver would like the band Creed? Oof, I bet he wouldn't because they're a little bit too new. He'd probably be more into like older stuff. Oh. Probably stuff that's not that great. Probably like Moody Blues and stuff like that. Moody Blues? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just kind of like generic state fair rock. Oh, I think I like that. I like a lot of music that I think other people do not is what's come to my attention. Like what? What do you think people don't like that you like? Well, I really like pop music and I like... Uh, but you realize some that... Pop music is literally what people like. It's yeah, sure. No, that's the what I name of it. Oh, trust me, pal. That's my main defense. Anytime one of my art art culture f hipster friends tries to shit on it, uh -huh. I'm like, actually, you're the minority, bitch. That's what I say. You're the minority, bitch. I always said that to you too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Anyway, so MacGyver is proficient in Russian, German, oh, I forgot about French, all this stuff. Italian, My God. Spanish, and American Sign Language. Oh, and yes! Knows how to use international maritime signal flags and Morse code. Oh my God! I what languages do you speak, and do you think that MacGyver was simply being hunted down by the app Duolingo? Um. Okay, I'm gonna start with the back side of that question. No, I don't think he was being hunted down by Duolingo. <laughs> Why don't you think that? Because it makes a lot of sense. I thought that you are open to some sort of co some conspiracy theories. I am, and I okay. but not all. Well, Lucian thought that maybe there could be a connection there because it's his job to put things together to make sense, like a puzzle. So, like, they have, like, MacGyver in some sort of a saltwater tank at body temperature harvesting his brain to teach people language? Something like that, okay, or that he possible. was being forced to know every language or, like, they would kill him or something. I don't know. Um, I, I can either confirm nor deny. Okay. But as far as languages, I, th I know I know a little Italian, I know a little bit more French, and I know a little Spanish, and that's about it. You know so much weird shit. It's crazy. Not, I just took French in school for like six years. I took a semester of Italian in college. And Spanish, I know from just listening to Spanish music and trying to learn Spanish on my own. Ha, ha, ha. That's the only French I know is from Keenan huh. Thompson on all that. Ha, ha. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. I thought Keenan Thompson, when I was a kid, on all of that, I was like, this is the funniest man I've ever seen. I still think he's so funny. He's great. He taught me French. Anyways, okay. So, MacGyver is known, according to Lucian, uh, Lucian Wickles, my private investigator, MacGyver is known to show flashes of intense anger when his father... <laughs> Who disappeared from his life at the go. age of 10 There's the is thing. mentioned. In your humble opinion, should MacGyver have focused more on dealing with his motherfucking daddy issues in therapy instead of learning 75 languages? I think that he probably did both and that maybe where he was in life, therapy wasn't available to him. And I, you know, as a person who's been to therapy enough for a long time, I think that probably if I had done stuff like MacGyver instead of going to therapy, I'd be better off. <laughs> I think therapy is kind of a joke at some point because there's only so much I can tell the same person and have them help me. You know what I mean, how many times can you tell one person the same thing? Right. Then, so I do know what you're saying about talk therapy because while some for some people therapy, especially when they first go, if they're not, you know, well versed in this sort of thing, it's just like mind exploding and like oh, the yeah. most important thing they've ever done. Mm -hmm. But if you have done a lot of therapy and you're interested in psychology and, you know, uh, self-reflection and all of that like there is something to what you're saying about you can only intellectualize something so much like especially also you can talk about something traumatic over and over without feeling any of it so you're yeah. not actually moving through the trauma without actually because you have to feel all the feelings to get it out of your body i also think that when you're talking when you're talking to a therapist it's this thing where it's like a lot of times I prepare 
form of therapy and thinking like, what am I going to talk about? And in the preparation of it, I solve the problem. Oh, that's I, cool, John. Because I'm thinking about like, why am I feeling this way? And I'm talking it out to myself or I'm writing about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's because of this. And it becomes so therapy session a lot of times ends up be, being me telling the therapist what I figured out. And he just goes, <laughs> like, yeah, that makes sense. So <laughs> well, they say, <laughs> they say that like, you know, because most of the therapists, especially the ones that aren't that great, that don't like push you to your edge, mm -hmm. like they always say that you figure it out by listening to yourself talk. Yeah, but it's that thing. Someone I saw something recently about uh, this is interesting because it goes to the language thing. How in a lot of Romance languages, like Spanish and I think maybe German or French, you know how we tend to say, "I feel like someone hates me" or "I feel right. like they don't like my car." But in those other languages, like <laughs> Spanish, I, don't, I just was trying to <laughs> trying to sew it all up here. Okay, I feel like they don't like my Maserati. I feel like they don't like my Maserati. In Spanish <laughs> and in some other language, I think some other uh, European language, maybe it's German, maybe it's a Romance language. They the the wording for it isn't feel; it's I think. And so right. there's something about that that changes the nature of the way you say the thing. Because when we say I feel that. That is, uh, it's not true because we don't, we can't feel like someone doesn't like us because we don't know that. So if right. we say, I think they don't like me, you have to provide evidence as to why. Right. But you don't have to provide evidence for how you feel because it's a feeling. When really you have this thought that's definitely not true. Like, I think, that if, I, if you said, I think they don't like me, someone would say, well, why do you think that? And you'd be like, well, um, I guess you're right. They just were in a hurry, and it wasn't because of what I did. But if you say, I feel, that's you know what I mean? It's a different thing. It's, just, it's rooted in the semantics of it. Sure. I go back and forth with this because, like, a lot of shit we do just take personally, inherently, that is a, a reactionary from our own wounds. Yeah. And, but, you know, and... A lot of times it's like, oh, yeah, like that person wasn't in a hurry. It had nothing to do with me. They weren't even thinking about me at all. Mm -hmm. But then on the other hand, most communication is nonverbal. And a lot of times you can just feel energetically when someone doesn't like you. Like, you know, you can feel true. that or you can feel yeah. when someone does like you also. Yeah, um, that's true. Like yeah. you feel at ease. But I guess it can be circumstantial still where like you can feel someone is disinterested but they could be just preoccupied or what yeah then i guess it just goes back to the whole thing where you have to just be oh it doesn't matter what they think right because why does it right that's what i'm really working on and i think you have to even develop it even more if you plan to do anything in the public eye because you get you receive more criticism than the average person yeah it's impossible yeah, we're all trying to develop inner safety, just like MacGyver. Protect the ego. Mm. You got to protect it. Right, when bit. really the ego is just trying to protect us, but you know, yeah. sometimes it needs to shut its mouth. It does. You have to pick, you have to pick your battles because you do have to protect it to some extent. It's important right. to protect. I, got, I always think about that. I always forget sometimes it's like, oh, maybe I don't need to do this thing that's going to be injurious to me. Like, Dangerous, yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be a thing where it's going to be, I'm going to be thinking about it a bunch and feel weird about the situation. Like, why do that when I can just not do it and have 
enjoy everything so much more. Right. It's like going. It's like swimming upstream. Like, why would you swim upstream? There's no point. There is no point. From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Okay, uh, you're right, Johnny. Okay, so you your ending conclusionary answer is that MacGyver did not need to go to therapy to work on his daddy issues. He did spend his time correctly by learning all those languages. He also had a lot of good friends who helped him significantly. Right. I yeah. think that's really good. And, you know, I think our the quality of our life is determined by the quality of our relationships. Yeah, his friend Pete Thornton was someone who I always thought was such so such a great friend to him. It was so nice to watch them be friends because they're very different people. That's the thing I like the most about friendship stuff is having I don't think I like to be friends with anyone who's really similar to me, I feel like. I like uh <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah, it's so boring. Yeah, we have, I feel like we have like a lot of character friends that are all well, really different. Like a little collect I got a, I got a collection. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I like my collection. Yeah, I like it too. Um, good, good friends, all very different people. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Johnny, MacGyver, according to Lucian Wickles, MacGyver is quoted as saying, it's no fun if it's too easy. Do you also wow. prefer a very difficult life? Yeah, actually, yeah. Holy shit, that's so funny. I can't, <laughs> All this stuff I totally forgot, but it's crazy how much I agree with that. Yeah, I fucking... I totally agree with that even though i literally just said what's the point of swimming upstream but <laughs> yeah. I suppose, uh, you can hold both ideas 
Yeah, I think there's a, I think you got to, uh, there's no point in seeking confrontation or just getting something because it's difficult to get. But I also think the idea of things being challenging is so much more interesting. Like anytime I've had uh, restrictions placed on me for something creative, it's, I love it so much more. It's just really? so much. Yeah, I love it. That's so hard. But it's not hard. It's like the opposite because it gives you, it's the whole necessity is the mother of invention type thing where I wouldn't do it if I didn't have a thing that was. Boundaries. To a, yeah, to have the boundaries helps so significantly. I think that's a big problem with a lot of, uh, I mean, I don't know if for me I have problems with that now is when you can do anything, it's hard to do it. When you can do everything, it's hard to do anything. Sure, sure. The, I get what you're saying, especially like so much of our attention span is so depleted with social media and all this stuff instead of just being where we are. And like, that's why I, I want my brain to go back to when I was a kid and I would experience boredom because then you oh get ideas God. and it's supposed to be. I mean, we could talk about this forever, but there's so much, so much information coming out now about how much boredom helps you, uh, helps your brain and how it's, it's just one of my new favorite words to say, I'll probably say it wrong, but it's, it's deleterious. Wow. <laughs> the, the, con- the dear the old condition- Wilson exclusive deleterious. <laughs> I just love the way that word sounds. It's, it's deleterious. The amount of boredom that we are not subject to. Well, also when you don't have any free time because it's seemingly being taken up and, by all this bullshit, social media you don't even have the space to find the emptiness that spurs on a drive to start some big creative oh my project God. yeah what you said the best is seems because it's, it's totally not real it's all it's a manufactured it's like a thing where i was thinking the other day like i don't know how long it's been since i didn't go a day without checking my email right wouldn't that be great just to literally not check it for like two days I enjoy checking my email because I always think, oh, someone, some incredible, like Martin Scorsese is going to email me and be like, Blair, I just procured your email uh, off your website and I had to email you to ask you personally myself if you'll star in my next movie. So I do like email because I always think there's going to be like a miracle job show up in there. But the rest, I don't like social media. Everybody knows that I want to eventually be off like Bill Murray. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, uh, when I'm successful enough. Well, that that's a big question, though, is what is that line? I don't know. It's different now. The line is it's been it's changed. Yeah, I mean, there is that thing in this business, especially where the goalpost is always moving. Like, uh-huh. I remember all these things when I was younger, like that I now went on to do that I thought were such big deal. Oh my God. And then, yeah. Like, you do them and you don't feel any different the next day. In fact, you like forget they even happened. But yeah, and you're like, they oh, were like, fucking depressed again because you just had this thing. It's like you, you've been the thing you were dreading. Or, or maybe looking forward to or a combination of it happens and then afterwards you have nothing to do. <laughs> like, or seeking with desperation, like like you wanted it so bad. Like you wanted it. Oh, yeah. I don't want like that anymore, Like, which I think is very healthy because it's like uh, living in a constant state of lack, which is just not a good use of our minutes being alive on earth. Now uh-huh. I want things, but like, I want them like a loose garment, you know, just, I want them <laughs> loosely. I don't need them, you know? Yeah, you definitely don't need them. That's for sure. Yeah. 
Okay, so I want to know, Johnny, how do you feel about the actor Richard Dean Anderson? Do you think about him much? Like, did he go on to do any other projects because Lucian didn't tell me? Uh, I don't know, actually. I think he's done a, a couple things, but uh, I looked up a picture. I saw a paparazzi picture of him from like 2017, and he's pretty chubby, and he's shopping at a grocery store in Malibu, and he's kind of being like nice to the camera, like, hey, you know? <laughs> Oh my God, really- I wish you guys could have just seen the face that Johnny made. I'm happy he lives in Malibu because Malibu is a truly dreamy place. Uh, you know, as many of you know, I did grow up on some of the most fabulous beaches of Orange County, California. But mm-hmm. now that I live in Los Angeles, I live on the east side. It takes many hours to get to Malibu. But when I get there, I think, wow, this place is really beautiful. It's really special. It's great. It's a great place to wreck a Porsche. Yes, yeah. to Caitlyn uh, Jenner, some shit over there. Yeah, I don't know what Richard Dean Anderson is up to. I'm sure I don't know. I have no idea, really. I should check in, but like I, I can, said, I'm a little scared. But uh, yeah, maybe also, after this, I can ask Lucian to do some research. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's got to be doing something. I don't know. It wouldn't take that much. But what I if he's definitely... like really into painting in his retirement, like George Bush? God, I could see that. I could see him doing just about anything. Right. Because he feels, even though it's a character he played, he played it for so long. And I, I always think that anyone who plays a character, that you can't play a character well without having a big piece of that be in you. Totally. It's like the whole Kevin Spacey thing, you know? Right. Like, oh my God, that's the scariest, creepiest shit I've ever seen. When I saw those kevin spacey videos i was like this man is not tied to earth he is fully living in a different galaxy but he's he played that character so well because he is like he's like a i mean uh, there's stories of him he used to impersonate johnny carson's son to get free tickets places they do all the time so he's like a he's always been kind of a creepy scammer guy and the fact that he played that character on house of cards so well is because it's kind of in his nature, I think. Yeah, and there's something where the discomfort of being himself is just too deep that he can't even <laughs> not be. Uh, able- hello, yeah. yes, uh, yeah. That's that's the nail on the head right there. Are you kidding me? That's like the that's like to me is the most prime driver of anything I ever want to do, in as far as acting. It's just like, please. Can I not be myself? Can anything? I take a break from being myself? Yeah. It's nothing Nothing feels better in this entire world than taking a break from being yourself. Yeah, it's the greatest feeling that exists. You're such a good actor, John. You've been I in so know. much I, stuff. I mean, I, I have acted. I'm not, I, I wouldn't say I'm like a great actor or anything. No, I, just, I like, think you're a really good actor because I took an acting class with you once and I was like blown away. I was like, I have a lot of work to do. Well, I have a lot of work to do too. But I really, I want to act so badly. I hope that I um, book something this year. You have to be crazy, I think. I know. Well, all the parts that I do get are like kooky, cuckoo, cuckoo girl. And I love them. Yeah, that's you. (laughs) You just do it. You don't have to act. You just step into it. I know. You're right. I think I need to like let it rip more, you know? Let it rip. Just go in there drunk. I don't drink that much these days. Well, maybe just save it for auditions. Right. Save it for set. um, I think I told you about this already, but like, I think it was like three weeks ago, I had two drinks and I was blind. You told me. Blind drunk. I was hungover for three days. (laughs) 
I, I was like, how has this happened? Like, I used to be a fucking, I used to drink like crazy when yeah. I was younger. I, I think those were probably pretty strong drinks, though. Yeah. They were Cadillac Margs, right? Yeah, well, I'll tell you this, and I know that you will eschew it. Um, I, ever since I got my Reiki attunements. <laughs> Here we go. Here, Here we, we go. go. <laughs> ever since I got my Reiki attunements famously during quarantine when I took my Reiki certifications, I have, I think that they made me become more sensitive. Or I was thought you were going to say they fucked up your tolerance. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. so like my sensitivity to everything has been really heightened. Wow. Like even caffeine too. Like I took a five hour energy the other day. You got ripped? At two thirty and I still felt it the next day at twelve thirty. I was buzzing, dude. Damn. I haven't I need to do a reset, I think. I need to do a chemical detox. I'm doing a little, I'm doing my vegan one right now. Okay. I just need to do a stimulant and uh, alcohol, just a general sort of, not so much a detox, but just uh, stripping down, having just a few different types of things to eat. Not like- A little break. Yeah, just like a break. Or I haven't done a fast in for a, forever. Yeah, I'm knee deep in my, uh, ve- I like to do a couple week uh, vegan thing and that's yeah. what I've been on. It's no joke, dog. But the problem with the vegan thing to me is there's still sugar and that's, I have a problem with the sugar. Not me, I not the way I do it. It's like vegetables, sure. oats, soup, right. tofu. Like there's no bullshit in there. There's nothing processed. Wow. Yeah, I mean, but that's why I can only do it for two weeks. Because it was literally processed, but whatever. Whatever, you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm talking. I'm talking. Uh, You're like, just having KFC plant plant based bites. Yeah, like when people do. No, Johnny. No, like when people say they're vegan, but they just eat like chips Trash. and Mountain Dew. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. it doesn't make sense. Lucian Wickles loves Mountain Dew, but that's okay. He's old. He's allowed to drink it. It's good stuff. It tastes great. Do you like Mountain Dew for real? I haven't had it in a long time, but the last time I did have it, I remembered like, wow, this is this is good. It's got a lot think, of caffeine. Uh, it's fucking good, man. <laughs> I love soda. That's like my yeah. shit. I love soda. So you're not having caffeine right now? Oh, no, I'm having um, caffeine. How much? Just a little. A cup of coffee in the morning. One cup. Yeah. Got it. Okay. okay. Um, but did, do you think that MacGyver, what do you think he... Do you think he drank soda? Did he have a coldie ever once in a while, MacGyver? Or was he too too straight laced for that? No, he's got it. He's Canadian. You can't you can't not drink beer and be Canadian. It's one oh, of those really? things where you can, but you have to be like, oh, I used to be a, uh, you know, I used to be blackout twelve days of the month. Oh right. I don't I don't know. I feel like he popped a cold one. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know about him. I maybe I kind of think that maybe he um likes to drink uh, a get tea drunk. Right, I'm like a uh, good, good. Uh, what's it called? Sencha. Right, Sencha. I don't know what Sencha is. Just a type of green tea. I think you can get tea drunk off it. You ever had a tea drunk? No, I no, no, no. You're this actually is, introducing me okay. to tea drunk I've right had, now. I've had it happen a couple times, but only by accident. There's a type of tea preparation. It's a Japanese style of tea preparation where you you like infuse the tea for a certain amount of time and a certain type of tea where. It bleeds off the caffeine, so you get these things called, uh, you get something called GABA, and you get something called theanine. So oh. it makes, if you drink enough tea, which will drink a fucking shitload of tea, 
You get drunk off it. You get like really kind of like, not drunk drunk, they call it tea drunk, but um, you feel very like uh, a sense of, uh, overwhelming sense of well-being. Wow. I, I am aware yeah. of the GABA and theanine as like Kinda. supplements, um, but that's really cool. But you would have to drink so much tea. You don't have to drink that much. You just have to prepare it in a certain way. I think maybe you have to have, you have to not drink a ton of caffeine because you are getting caffeine. But if you're, if you're like drinking a lot of caffeine every day, I think you might be as sensitive to the GABA and the theanine. Um, wow. I don't know. It's some sort of interplay with the chemicals. My dream, I don't know that it will happen in this lifetime for me, maybe the next, but I would love to be off caffeine completely and no caffeine. I don't know when I could do that, really. You should just, if you try doing a month. No. That, that Michael Pollan, he wrote a new book about drugs and stuff. He talks about how he did a six-week break. He says he had to do at least six weeks. And when he did it again for the first time, it was... He was just psycho, like how much yeah. he, he talks about it just being an, such an intense experience to, to have caffeine again for the first time. And he was talking like no caffeine, like none. That's whatsoever. what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your skin would look so incredible if you had no caffeine. Like uh, Lucy Liu, like a lot of these famous actresses do it. But I don't know how they do that because they never sleep. They're always flying somewhere and shit. But I would love to yeah. be off it. I actually was unaware that I had an addiction to it like most people do. But yeah. I was unaware until I had to try and get off it for ayahuasca. Right. And um, yeah, I I kept, I purposely ran out of coffee and didn't buy more. And then I would walk to the coffee shop every day because I was like, I'm losing my mind. It makes you feel so, I remember I did, it one, I did a two day or three day break in college. I remember being like, I felt like I was in a fog. I just felt yeah. so... Like, I couldn't think. I felt like I was two seconds behind everything. Right, right. Yeah, there is hardcore withdrawals with caffeine. Uh -huh. um, well, wow, we really did get into it with the Phoenix Foundation and MacGyver. I, I lastly want to say I never watched really MacGyver because I'm too extremely young but i do Too remember extremely young <laughs> i do remember oh as wow okay that was that make me super extremely old no johnny you look <laughs> we both look really young it's That's crazy true. if there are any casting directors listening um but i do remember swiss army knives being like so popular as yeah, a kid they were, and that's really why big. which is crazy yeah i didn't know that i used to love my swiss army knife until it cut the shit out of me yeah, they, I like how they have like a nail a nail clipper or a nail oh, file yeah. in there. Hilarious. It's the best. Okay, well, the last thank I just want to thank you so much for coming on this. It's a blast podcast because I know there's we could go on for days blabbing, yapping, yapping. We could blab. We could blab. We have blabbed, and we will continue to blab. Yeah, we love to blab, but I do have one little segment left before okay. you leave, and that is. Fan on the street. Fan on the street. And I'm just wondering, do you have, because you are one of the very first episodes of this podcast during its incubation, inception period, because you have done the show multiple times, close, mm -hmm. dear friend of mine. So I had to get, you know, the all-stars in on the ground. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just wondering, normally we're gonna have fans 
uh, call in, write in with their celeb encounters. But for now, I'm asking my guests until we get that set up. Do you, I mean, you've been working in the movies and TV biz for a while. I'm wondering, Uh do you have any cool celebrity encounter story that you want to, you know, give us? God, celebrity encounter story. I mean, God, I I have the best one I have. I can't tell it because it's too, it's kind of not fair to tell. Oh, fine. Um, but I think I have told you about it. It's a, yeah, I won't even say. I mean, okay. I don't want to talk about someone I've worked with because that's just like, that's Tacky. not really, yeah, it's also like, it's not really an encounter. That's some Brian Cox shit. He Is just, oh, every time I go on Twitter, it's Brian Cox, you know, Logan from Secession, yeah, right. <laughs> saying, just saying something so hardcore about someone he worked with. Like something mean? <laughs> yeah, mean. Like he Are does a lot serious? of mean he, shit. He talks shit. Yeah, he fully talks shit. He goes, "I'm I'm I'm old and I'm talented. I can okay. say whatever the fuck I want." Well, I, when I get to that age, I will start. To, I got a lot of shit to say, but I'm not going to say it right. now. I will say the first time I had a celebrity encounter in Los Angeles when I first moved here was when I went to some. I think it was called Room Five. It was on La Brea. I was doing a show. I was going to see a show, a comedy show, and in walks. Uh, I don't, do you know who Teresa Strasser is? No. <laughs> she used to be uh, the host of the show on TLC called While You Were Out. That I used oh, to watch. Really? I watched every episode during one summer in college because it was super hot in Tallahassee, Florida. And I watched, <laughs> and I saw her walk in, and it was the first time in my life I was fully like, oh, fuck. Like I was like uh, dumbstruck. You know? Oh, sure. I get what I you're saying. I couldn't believe that it was actually her, maybe like less than 10 feet away. I Why was, was just, she there? Because it was like a restaurant down there. Oh, okay, it was a well, nice, she, nice restaurant. she wasn't like a super alt comedy fan or something. No, I think she was like, uh, this is not an alt show. This is just like a normal show show. I just but assume also any alt show is not at a club is what I mean. Yeah, this was like a little upstairs space. I think she was there. I think she went on to be on the Adam Carolla show or something like that. I think she was oh, on dear. radio. Yeah, oh, this, dear. this is a long time ago. She right. was like the, on, this is when he was on radio. Right, not, not podcast. Yeah, but, um, I saw her and I was just fucking. I couldn't believe it. Wow, that's pretty cool. And ever since then, I've never been. Um, anytime I meet a celeb, I treat them like I treat a dog. <laughs> How is that? You just hello, uh, little boy. You just ignore them until oh. until you have a chance to uh, calmly get to know them. <laughs> oh, I've never in my life. I I've always been reverse too cool because. It's crazy. I can't believe the way people act. Like, they don't want to be bothered, you know, if they're, like, really famous. Dude, I was at Stavros's birthday last weekend and with Meg Stalter. And me and Meg, we were, like, sitting at the bar having sort of, like, a real... We were, like, really into our conversation. Uh-huh. So many people came up and, like literally would wedge themselves in between us and uh, be like, I know you guys are talking, but like, it was crazy. I was like, this would be like if what it would be like if I dated Chris Evans. I was so like, tacky. I yeah, uh. it was nuts. Cause I mean, I guess people uh. were, we were at a bar and people were wasted. So they, yeah. it's maybe different in a, the daytime in a more civilized area. I think it also area. depends on where you are. Cause like different fandoms are different places. That's Sometimes, true. like some places, 
you go. Yeah, we were in Highland Park, yeah, the mecca. The mecca of that. I like some places. It's you know, it just depends where you are, I suppose. But yeah, you want to know one of mine? I have a few good ones. Um, one of mine. I was in New York City. I had maybe just moved there, maybe like a month or two. And my long distance boyfriend had come to visit, uh, one that you know, and um, <laughs> we were fighting. We were in a big fight like on a the verbal fight on the street. on the street in front of the um, Stonewall Inn. We were like fighting about some bullshit that people in their early twenties fight about. Mm -hmm. And we see this guy stop and get off his bike, and look at us and he's literally just staring like he's not even trying to hide it but he was uh -huh. like studying like he was interested he didn't look concerned he was just right. like and it was philip seymour hoffman wow yeah that's you know what that is right there an this actor is, yes this is that's exactly what he's just watching yeah that's the key that's like the ultimate key is just to watch people doing stuff that's why new york's so fucking great people do shit in the streets all the time you so love great. new york so much i do i think it's like oh i couldn't well, live you were there. ready to leave last time you were there um was i yeah oh I, maybe i don't know maybe i was ready to leave hotel life but i definitely i like i like it a lot i ne could never live there i don't think when I went back this last time, I was like, my soul, I mean, I love New York City. I always will. And it's like, it was the best, but it's the best place for comedy in the world a million it's times better than LA. So much better. But so I was like, better. holy shit, my soul has moved on from this place. Like, I need trees. I need sun. I need wellness. I'm an it's, LA bitch now. It's a young person's game. Oh, yeah. Or you have to be like some ruthless fashion person who is just got sunglasses on all the time, walks like they're going to, you know, like they're- Smoke cigarettes in a lot of pain, but massive yeah. with work. Especially now, too. I mean, there's probably the glory days of New York that are they're definitely, that's just not coming back. Right. Oh, my God. Well, we really did something here. And I just want to thank you so much for coming on in the early days of this podcast because we can't wait to have you back on, Lucian and I. I can't wait to see what Lucian digs up. Yeah, I know. He's so sneaky. He's really good at his job. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't know how he finds time for all the research between the fishing, but... Fishing? <laughs> yeah, he loves fishing. He's always fishing, that guy. Um, well, thank you so much, Johnny. Thanks for having me, Blair. It was appreciated. I, I, appreciate I appreciate my, my time. time. I enjoyed it. I loved, loved it. it. Super, super cool, super fun. Wow, Great to be on the ground floor. And on the yes. ground floor. <laughs> Johnny Pemberton, everybody. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Bye. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.